Good morning, my peachy friends, this fine Sunday morning. So I made the intelligent decision this morning to put the do not disturb button on my phone because I've been recording these podcasts on my phone. I actually just got done working out. And this morning, I was thinking a lot about gratitude. And um, it just got me thinking about addiction. And, you know, everybody seems to be so up in arms about COVID and all these different things. But I mean, I believe our real problem is spiritual, right? And the core of addiction is just a lack of gratitude, you know, and when you're not grateful for anything, it's really like having a black hole in your spirit. Because when you're not grateful, it's the disease of more you just constantly need more to fill that black hole in your spirit but when you can actually cultivate gratitude it's a verb it's a practice you know people just think that um, okay well if I know I should be grateful then that's enough it's not enough to know you know our life we're physical beings we're not meant to be sedentary we're meant to be moving working and acting all day long and go to sleep exhausted wear your damn self out you know that's how you get over depression (laughs) or whatever get a goal if you don't got a damn goal go find somebody that has a goal and help them achieve their goals and I'm sure they're gonna help you in turn as well but at least you have something to do and that's a lot better than sitting around on the couch worrying having anxiety all these different things because just like Steve Jobs said You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. And that's where the spiritual principle of faith comes in. It's a verb. All of the answers are in the work. And that's what I tell my sons all the time. So faith is a verb. It's not enough to say, oh, I have faith. No, it's a practice, right? So what is faith? right? It's I have fear. I feel fear and I don't want to do this. Well, act anyway, despite the fear, right? And that's what makes you more mentally and emotionally stronger, right? And then you see, oh my gosh, I didn't die. I'm still alive. (laughs) And now I'm one step closer to my goal or I tried something new. And, and that's why all the answers are in the work. And that's where faith comes in. It's saying, here's what I want to do. Here are my goals. Here's the things that I'm planning for my life. And I'm just going to take a step in that direction. And that's what faith is, right? So you want to pray. You want to meditate. You want to journal about your dreams, your goals. But you also want to act. You know, so what's something that you can do? So that's having faith. Faith is nothing without action. And so um, so that's where you end up, you know, and you also have to learn how to love yourself, you know, flaws and all. There's only one unique you in this whole entire world, just like a snowflake or a fingerprint. There's only one, right? So it's like you got to learn to love yourself. And there's something about you that is super duper spectacular and world class. And that's where you need to operate to win in life, right? So, you know, you have to do today what your older self is going to be um, happy about, you know, because we're not going to be young and strong forever. We're eventually going to be older. And we need to be doing things now to secure our future when we're, you know, not as, you know, youthful and young and able to get out here and get after it. 
So what about you is world class? Assess your strengths and weaknesses, right? So it's like, what about you is amazing, right? You know, you know, what about you um, is so easy that you get in the flow about, right? So, you know, do you, do you fry chicken the best, right? Well, you know, just for example, you know, uh, Colonel Sanders, I'm sure that you guys know about him. <clears throat> he started the franchise KFC. Um, when, he, you know, the famous story is, uh, I'm not sure if I know the exact details, but I can give you just a little overview, cliff notes on it. When he was, when he went to retire, his social security check, I believe was maybe $200 a month. And that wasn't enough money for him to survive. So all he had, I believe he was age 65, was this chicken recipe and his station wagon. So he went around the whole entire country, got in his station wagon and tried to peddle his chicken recipe to restaurants all across the United States. And by the time he went to, he, he had to hear 999 no's before finally the 1,000 restaurant said yes. And KFC was born. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now that is having faith. But what he did was, even at the age of 65, and I always tell people, it's never too late to live your best dream. Be the best parent. Be the best employee. Be the best business owner. It's never too late to live your best life. I don't care how old you are right? And what he did was he said, you know what, what about me is world class? What is the best? He said, well, shoot, I got this rocking, you know, chicken recipe. And I will say now that I mean, I don't eat meat anymore. But when I used to, you know, eat meat, I used to love KFC. He had an amazing recipe. And that's how it was born, right? And it's like, but what happens is so many people, instead of saying, what about me is world class, and that's where I'm going to operate, they decide to focus on their weaknesses, and they beat themselves up, and they hate themselves, because they have, you know, weaknesses, and then they try to improve there. It's like, no, like, just find someone to help you with your weaknesses, <laughs> to complement your strengths, to fill in where you're weak and operate in your strengths, operate where you're world-class. And that's how you're going to be successful, you know, because, you know, that mentality is, you know, just a weak mentality where you feel like you have to be perfect and nothing about you is bad. I mean, that is just total pride and ego, lack of depth and lack of any type of spiritual development. You know, no one's perfect. We're all human beings and we're all incredibly flawed. And that is okay. So have some compassion on yourself, you know? Stop judging yourself, right? And and just try to figure out what about you is world class and operate there because the world needs what you have to give, right? So just for example, you know, I have an incredibly creative mind. You know, I'm very artistic and that is a huge strength of mine. However, I'm incredibly disorganized. So it's very important for me to get someone around me to compliment me and my weaknesses. And it's okay. I don't beat myself up. You know, I, I openly tell people my weaknesses. I don't care because it doesn't define me as a person. I'm a human being, you know, and if anybody is has any depth to them and anybody is well read and you know 
educated to a point of, you know, open-mindedness, they, they get it. They understand. So, you know, you just need to get around people who are better, you know. So if you're surrounded by people who project their negativity on you, who are pessimistic, you know, who are, you know, just living in a place of denying their own truth and have traumas they haven't worked out. And, you know, just stay away, you know, or just visit them every now and again. But at the end of the day, you know, it's important that you learn to live your best life and you learn to be comfortable in your own skin, right? And, 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 like yourself for who you are and and shine the way you need to shine and if anybody is constantly pointing out your flaws and uh, that are around you and where you know you stumbled and 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 all that I mean just get away from them I mean it's just that simple and sometimes it's your own family and friends that are like that where you know you just need to create a little bit of space because sometimes you have to do that so you know you can you know you know, write that book or, you know, you can get the project done or, you know, you can clean your room or, or whatever it is that you need to do to feel good because, you know, so many people are just so unhappy with themselves that they project all that energy onto other people. And, and that's what it comes back down to. It really comes back down to people are not willing to do the work, you know, and, and, and so, and, and I say, you know, I say lazy with the utmost, you know, respect. You know, most people are so lazy, lack a work ethic because they're not doing the work. And, um, you know, it's like their attention spans are just not there. Um, one of the uh, quotes uh, I like from Warren Buffett and Bill Gates Warren Buffett and Bill Gates were actually at a dinner with Bill Gates' father. And Bill Gates' father asked the two of them, you know, what is the one defining thing that you would say is the secret to your success? And they both said focus. And I definitely can agree with that. You know, I used to not have any focus whatsoever. And it's just because I never really developed the habit of reading. And just for example, Warren Buffett, he's one of the richest man, men in the whole entire world. I believe he's the fourth richest man in the United States the last time I checked. And he reads six hours a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how you get focused. You know, when I started reading books at first, I was like, oh my gosh, you're like, you know, I just didn't have uh, the temperance and the emotional um, wisdom built up and also the focus um, to actually sit and read a book for say two, three hours at a clip. But now, I mean, I look forward to it because all the books that I have read have really enriched my life and really um, let my, you know, really paid off. You know, the return on investment for reading books has just been amazing. You know, I have loved reading all the books about Warren Buffett. So it's like, you know, when you read about somebody else's life, you can start understanding how they think. And then you can start thinking like that. So just because you can't be around, say, Warren Buffett, right? Um, you still can have him as a mentor by just reading books about him or even, say, listening to a podcast or watching a video 
of one of his speeches because you kind of get a chance to see how they actually think and what are their values, right? And you might want to adopt some of their values so then you can start having some of the same success. So yeah, Warren Buffett definitely is one of my um, favorite business mentors and he's a mentor through um, reading books and listening to him. Um, just because, you know, he's a really, uh, he's a man of character, modesty, and integrity. And, um, you know, he, he doesn't, he says all the time, he goes, you know, he, he, he doesn't go around looking for nine foot poles to jump over. He walks around and looks for, you know, uh, a one foot, <laughs> you know, bump to, you know, easily walk over, you know, and then to have the patience to sit around and, you know, be able to strike when something easy comes along or, you know, just stay in your circle of competency. That's another thing Warren Buffett says is, you know, stay in your circle of competency. And I truly believe that anytime I've ever lost a lot of money, (laughs) it's because I was doing something I knew nothing about. You know, I've been in the aesthetics industry for 25 years. That's my circle of competency. It's not hard or a struggle for me to do my business because I have so many years of rich history Um, that I can draw upon. So it's my circle of competency. And so I operate there. And as long as I operate in my circle of competency, it's very hard to, you know, make mistakes. Of course, there's lots of times where I do make mistakes, but it's very easy to course correct because there's a lot of knowledge. There's a lot of wisdom there. So, um, you know, so Warren Buffett is definitely someone that I truly uh, think uh, practices a lot of spiritual principles. And I just feel as if, um, you know, I've been around so many people in my lifetime that are addicts, um, you know, because that's the culture we live in. You know, we live in a culture that, you know, the drug cartels, you know, they're just shipping drugs over here in America. And, you know, we can't get enough. And, you know, 400,000 people died of a drug overdose in the past four years. And if that's not making headline needs uh, news, and if that's not the national or world crisis, I don't know what is. However, we need to shift from, you know, just attacking the people who are giving the drugs, right? You need to get rid of the demand. So if you help people develop the need not to want it, then, you know, the drug dealers don't have anybody to sell to. And that's where the root is, you know. So if we really can teach people some spiritual principles, they're not going to be seeking to make themselves, you know, feel good by something external. They need to be able to get that emotional regulation of patience and gratitude and having faith, you know, and believing in something higher than them right? Whatever that may be. And, um, and knowing that they need to love themselves. They need to have self-acceptance, faith, gratitude. It's a verb and they need to do it every single day, right? Because I know um, anytime somebody's suffering emotionally, you know, you know, I've mentored so many people. Um, anytime somebody's like crying or, you know, they're suffering through addiction, You know, I'll ask them. The first thing I ask them is, tell me five things you're grateful for. And, you know, they can't even (laughs) say one thing. What? And that has been across the board, you know, because I'm trying to test the theory. Is lack of gratitude the root of addiction? 
And I, I, I want to test it. I'm trying to test this theory. And it's true. Every single time I ask somebody who say not an addict, you know, give me five things you're grateful for. They got, they could probably got 15 things to tell me, if not more. But if you ask an addict, give me five things you're grateful for. Their mindset is so negative, right? And they hate themselves so much. They can't think of one thing to be grateful for. Meanwhile, they're over here, got money in the bank, a car to drive, a job, living in America, like all these things and just, you know, not living in a third world country. And they can't, I can't find one thing to be grateful for. Cross the board. And it's so sad. You know, it's, you know, they hate themselves you know, all day long, they're thinking negative thoughts. Well, the work is, okay, well, if your body and mind is programmed for negative thinking, well, guess what? Get a sheet of paper out every morning and say 50 things that, you know, are positive, right? Because you got to reprogram the negative habit you got all set up in your body. And it might take years, right? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, there's where patience comes in. (laughs) You know, people just want insta everything, right? So, So like I said, you know, gratitude really is the root of a lot of suffering, you know, so it's like, you know, I remember I went to a meditation class one time down in Miami. I believe it was One World Academy. And I remember, you know, we were supposed to like write down things to be grateful for. And I remember the sage, I forget her name, but she's like, you know, I'm just so grateful for this breath and for the grass. And I'm like, like I, I was like, I never really thought to be that grateful, like grateful for breath and grass. I was like, wow, that's a whole nother level of gratitude. Right. And so now, you know, when I wake up, you know, I try to be like, oh, grateful for the sun and for the trees and the leaves and to be like that grateful. And it really enriches my life so much. So I can be so grateful for like the simplest thing. So just like the ritual of getting up and having a cup of coffee and really enjoying and making it with love and to be so happy to have the opportunity to walk, you know, to have eyes and hands and I have water, clean water. And I can, uh, you know, sit down in my home. You know, it's, it's not war torn. You know, I live in a beautiful community community and it's quiet and it's peaceful and I can read a book and I can have my cup of coffee and oh my god it feels so good right you know and 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 that's you know where gratitude takes you you know you just get gratitude is something you just keep getting more and more of and that's when you really truly feel good living inside your own body you know it starts with gratitude and then that gratitude blossoms to so much more in your life And so, you know, it's Sunday and I just really wanted to talk about a spiritual principle. Gratitude is something that changed my life and made me so abundant, made my life rich and made me happy to be me, uniquely me. And so I would just encourage everybody to develop that spiritual practice of gratitude and watch your life transform.